It's time for the moment you've been waiting for. Introducing the Dynasty DGENs podcast. Hello, and welcome to Dynasty DGENs episode seven. Um, it's kind of crazy that we're on episode seven. I feel like we just started this podcast. It's really flying by. We're having a lot of fun. I am not with my guest, JC, today. Unfortunately, he is off um, ghost hunting in Salem right now. I think that's exactly what he said he was doing tonight, is that he had plans to go find some ghosts. Um, so I hope he's having fun out there. He's definitely in my neck of the woods. I um, probably should go visit him, but I don't think I'm in the mood to ghost hunt tonight. So I'm going to pass on that. Um, but without JC, we are joined by another member of the Dynasty Gens crew. Um, somebody that puts in a lot of work on social media, is killing it on YouTube, is doing all types of cut-ups and um, really just, you know, grinding right now and doing a lot of work for us. And he's greatly appreciated in this circle. Um, and I'm glad that he's making his podcast debut. Without further ado, I introduce to you Nick Penikoff at Nick Penikoff on Twitter. Nick, how you doing, brother? I'm doing great, man. I'm excited to be on the pod. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Yeah. I think we had plans on having you with JC and um, he had that that trip that he kind of just got, I guess, blindsided with. Um, I don't think he had no, any idea he was going. So I'm glad that you could slide in and, and still uh, be on the pod tonight. And, you know, much needed, I think, because I don't think I want to go on the solo. Um, even though I can probably talk. I don't know if people want to hear me talk to solo for an hour straight. So, um, but today we are going to do all things trades. We're going to get into a lot of trades that listeners have sent them to us um we did do a, po a post on twitter about you know certain trades and, and recent trades so um, we're going to dive into the trade market and then kind of grade these trades and talk about what side we prefer and why we prefer it um but before we get into that i think we're going to probably talk about our favorite trade targets so far um in the off season i think it is a great time to send off those trades to talk to certain managers and kind of figure out how your leagues value players um, because everyone's valuing these players differently and everyone sees them differently. Um, there's some people that are slow building and want young players. There's other managers that are just going for it and trying to win it all. Um, so trying to find that trade partner is fun. And then trying to go get your guys is another great thing about fantasy because you know, I, I, it's hard to argue a trade when you're going to get one of your guys. Um, I think that's what they say. Go get your guy. And um, one of my guys that I have been trying to grab everywhere is J.K. Dobbins. I think everyone is pretty aware of my love for J.K. Dobbins, aware of the fact that um, I have been trying to grab him everywhere. And now it's become a, a problem for me to get him because people know and they're just like going to give me the most ridiculous trade offers for him. They're going to, you know, throw JK Dobbins for two twenty-four first or um, everything that they could probably kind of squeeze out of me. So I, I got to be careful about my love for JK because it can be easily taken advantage of. 
Um, but I see him as somebody that is going to rise in value. Um, I mentioned before about people with that type of injury needing a year's time to come back from that. Um, so I think with that time being in a contract year, he is one of my favorite, favorite buys. And like I said, I'm trying to grab him everywhere. Nick, who do you have as somebody that you are going to grab right now that you foresee kind of boosting in value quite a bit for next year? Yeah, a guy I really like, he's actually been getting some Twitter hype lately, is Elijah Moore. Uh, he just hasn't been unlocked in the Jets offense. Um, I mean, Zach Wilson is Zach Wilson, and you got Mike White, who's, you know, an average quarterback at best. And now he gets to go play in an offense with Amari Cooper and Sean Watson and you got Nick Chubb, and I think that he's really going to take off this year finally. Yeah, I agree. I, I think Watson is going to have that full year to really do all that football activity that he missed out on last year. Um, he's going to mesh a little bit because he didn't have that chemistry with the team. You know, he was in and out of the facility last year. Um, you know, he, he didn't have that full length practice time or, you know, he was also out of football for almost a year and a half in general um, between the year before and that year. So um, I think with that full year of football time, I think he's definitely going to boost up a little bit and, um, resemble the Watson that we we're used to seeing, I guess, um, for the most part, but I think we're going to dive into some trades right now and go right into the thread that we had that I just lost that I'm going to find right now. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God that we reposted it. There it is. Um, so the first trade that we got thrown at is from Dak Kamish on Twitter. Um, he said that he, he sent us out after the Dalvin Cook release. Um, so he sent, I believe he sent Dalvin Cook, Debo Samuel, and a 24 first for Kenneth Walker and Calvin Ridley. Um, how, do you, how do you think that trade fares? Like, where do you have the value on that one? Honestly, I think it's a pretty even trade. Um, I prefer the Ridley side, but I'm also Falcons fan and a Ridley stan. Um, and Debo, outside of the one year where he was like top five in fantasy points per game, I think that was in like 2021, he's been a pretty like average wide receiver two or wide receiver three for fantasy. Um. And then you you really don't know what to expect from Dalvin Cook. Like a lot of people are saying he was washed last year, but he was pretty pretty decent last year um, from the tape that I watched. And then Kenneth Walker, I mean, what's going to happen in Seattle? We don't know. <laughs> um, the 24 first, like that's the asset I like the most on that Dalvin Cook and Devo side. Yep. Um, yeah, I lean the Ridley side of that trade just slightly. How about you? Where are you at on that one? Yeah, I. it's really tough because that 24 first is – the, the make or break in that trade. You know, if that is something that's projected to be a top five pick or even mid, um, it's kind of hard to pass up on that. Um, I do agree on the Debo assessment where he had this one year where he was a hybrid, where they used him as a running back and then they were throwing passes to him. And that usage is not going to happen, especially with, you know, Christian McCaffrey on in that backfield and, if they have Trey Lance as a quarterback, there's no way that they're going to be 
you know, using Debo for runs inside the 10 or, you know, he's not getting those rushing touchdowns. So I, um, I am a big Kenneth Walker fan. That is, that is one of my guys. And I think I'll probably take Kenneth Walker and Calvin Ridley. Cause I think Dalvin cook is, is dead after this year. I think he might have like a, a nice, you know, return to a contender team where he's going to fall in the end zone a couple times and, and probably return some good fantasy value, but he's, I think he's done as a, a fantasy asset. He's going to be a, a Zeke next year where, you know, he's probably not going to, if he does sign on a multi-year deal, he might, he might even get cut, cut loose next year. Um, so I don't know. I think I, I'd probably have to side with the, the Kenneth Walker side, unless that 24 first is like I said, a top five, you know, and then that, that changes the whole, the whole assessment for me. Um, but I'll go on to the next one. The next one is from Bondin Yeet King. And he told me that he sent away Eckler. So he sent Eckler in a 25 third for Damian Pierce, Zach Evans, Jalen Hyatt, and a 24 first. That? Wow, man, that feels kind of okay. Yeah. Hey, it does feel okay. I don't know how you how do you feel about that one? I like Zach Evans. Um so I lean that side. But you have Eckler who's probably gonna be top three running back over the next like two to three years. And that's the window I like to look at Dynasty in. So it really depends on the team structure. Um but I do I'm not a huge Hyatt guy. Um another there was a twenty four first in that package. Yeah, so there was a 24 first and Damian Pierce. Honestly, I feel like a 24 first and Damian Pierce is enough to move Eckler. Personally, I think that's probably like what I might look for if I was going the rebuild um, side of things as far as my team build goes. Um, And then Jalen Hyatt and Zach Evans are – ancillary pieces for the most part i think you know hyatt is a jag um somebody that i i could deal with i don't know I, i'm just not a big hyatt fan myself um i do love zach evans but he's got a, a pretty high steep hill to climb when it comes to production with that dc that he got and and that's kind of tough so even as throwaway pieces what do you think about damian pierce and a 24 first for eckler if if you're going to rebuild yeah, I like that. Um, is it Superflex or 1QB, did he say? He said that it is – he put it in a different message. Dynasty Superflex 12-team. Yeah, so it's Superflex. Um, I do like Eckler for the next two years. You know, I, I think he's going to produce. I think he's definitely going to be that PPR monster that he has been. He might see a little decline, but his game translates to longevity. You know, he is – you know, he's in the great shape and he's pretty much just catching passes out of the backfield for the most part. Um, so I could, I could see it on both, on both sides of things, but if Zach Evans hits or if Jalen Hyatt hits, that's a, that's a, a giant win, you know? Right. Um, so it's, it's not bad to take on those players if you have the roster space, but uh, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't hate it, especially if that first ends up being early. 
without the sure. without the context of the first, without knowing where these land, it's kind of tough to to really give a, a great assessment of a certain trade, you know, because the first can be late and kind of be a dart throw, but then early and it changes the whole the whole scheme of of the breakdown. Yeah, I don't like trade calculators a lot, but I do like looking at them just to see how the market values uh, assets and players. And the mid-24 first, usually if I don't know what it is, unless like the team's terrible, that's what I like to plug in. So mid-24 first and Damian Pierce has a point total of 89.89, and Austin Eckler's is 47.88 right now. So Interesting. I feel like Eckler's value is pretty low um, in in startups and whatnot. I see I see Eckler going in the the fourth round. You know, I think he he goes a little later. You know, like not as far as like a, a Henry, but he he definitely is sliding a little bit. Um, and I think that is just the age factor more than anything else, where you know people are ageist and. They, they do fade the running backs over age 27. And I think Eckler is 28 or close to it. I'm not sure. I think 27 or 28. Yeah, he um, turned 28 on uh, May 17th. Yeah. So, so, yeah. I mean, he's definitely if, – if he holds his value, he's going to probably only hold it for another two years. So he's not a bad sell if you are going to rebuild and, and break down um, – and in that contract, I don't think he's locked in past this year, I believe, because they restructured it. So I don't know if he's he's even locked in for next year. But um, all right, we'll move on to the next one. So the next one is from RTT Ruth eighty seven. So Danny Cameron, this trade I've never seen this um, app that they're using. So I'm going to try to break it down as best as I can here. Um, so the fighting fighting Irish hounds send David Njoku a 23 first, a 25 second. Um, and then the nine route gets Kenneth Walker, a 23 first, a 24 first, and a 25 first. And when he breaks this down, he said that the first on the Njoku side is Bijan. Um, and then Walker's side end up getting Kendra Miller. So we're talking Kenneth Walker, Kendry Miller, and two first for Najoku, Bijan, and a 25 second. Ooh, I'd probably take the Bijan side there. I would Yeah, it's it's very close. Um so Najoku is somebody that I, I love this year because we did mention earlier that the Browns offense is probably going to hum. And I think Najoku is definitely prime for a breakout. So he's one of my breakout tight ends this year. He's already flashed his potential. And I think he's probably going to be one of Watson's favorite targets in the end zone. So I think there's a good chance of, of him having a pretty good season. He's not just a throwaway in that trade for me. Um, so it's, it's pretty much Walker and two firsts for Najoku, 
and Bijan. So I think I, I would probably take the, the Bijan side there too. Um, when it's all said and done, I mean, they, they swapped the 25 first, 106 for the 201. I don't know what the end of the 25 first class is going to look like currently. So um, there might not even be a huge tier break there if that's how these these picks are going to break down because they're, they're only five picks, six picks apart from each other. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to take Bijan because he is the RB1 and he has insane value right now. So I, I think you could probably take Bijan and sell him for even more than what you just traded for him. Right. Yeah, absolutely. We're going to skip over that one because I don't know what's going on there. <laughs> um, <laughs> so we have athletic endurance. He had sent David Montgomery and the 203 and received Mike Gusecki, Khalil Herbert and Trey Lance. So that, okay, this is a one QB, um, 10 team tight end premium league. Um, so once again, Gasecki, Khalil Herbert, and Trey Lance for David Montgomery and the 203. I like the Lance side here, um, just yeah. because I think, like, look at what Kyle Shanahan has done with guys like. I mean, Brock Purdy looked really good in the stretches last year, but, I mean, it's Brock Purdy. And then look what he's done with Nick Mullins. And it's like he's he's the, his system is so quarterback friendly that if Trey Lance is healthy and on the field, like that offense is going to explode. Yeah, for sure. I, I think, yeah, I am big on Trey Lance in general. Um, I think I, I would take Gusecki and Khalil Herbert – I think I would take Khalil Herbert over David Montgomery right now. Um, considering that they just spent that DC on Gibbs and he is probably going to be the focal point of that running game. Um, I think, I think I would probably take Khalil Herbert um, over Montgomery. Cause I think at worst Khalil Herbert and Roshan have a kind of a split backfield. You know, I think, I think they probably have a 50, 50 split where I think Gibbs and Montgomery probably have like a 70-30 share. I think if, if they're, you know, it is the Lions and they do some wacky stuff with that running game. So I, I you know, I'm not going to say that this is for sure, but I, I want to bet that Gibbs is going to get the Lions share of that backfield. Um, so I, I think I would definitely take the Gasecki, Khalil Herbert, and Trey Lance side. Um, expecting a 10-team, one QB. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, Trey Lance could easily be a, a huge value there. If, you know, if you, like you said, they're, they're going to start him and um, I can't see him not getting a shot. Right. And I mean, Herbert could be the RB one for Chicago. Um, could be. Yeah. So. And even, even with fields being the runner that he is, the RB one in Chicago definitely gets looks. Um and, you know, not going to be like the elite RB1 of, of some teams, but definitely a valuable asset. Um, so I, I think he is getting first team reps right now. So if that continues, then he is probably locked in for that, that one slot. Um, but next one we're going to do is blue and gray. So 
It is a 12-team non-super flex, so it's a 1QB. Man, a lot of 1QB leagues going on here. Um, so 1QB, it is Deontay Johnson for a 24-first. Oh, that's a tough yeah. one. It is tough because I think I responded on there where it's it's really dependent on that pick location. Um, I missed that it's a one QB league, so that does change it a little bit. Whereas, you know, that that first is not as valuable um, for the most part. So I'm, I'm big on Deontay Johnson. I think he's definitely a great buy right now. I don't know if I'm going to buy him for a 24 first. I think I would probably buy him for like a, a, a back end wide receiver and an early second. You know, I think I have his value at like a, a 201 range, 202, 201 um, for the most part. So I, I think the 24 first is a gamble, but if he knows that that first is going to be late, I don't, I don't hate the, the trade. You know, I, th- I think it's probably going to be better than anybody you get in a one QB um, league in the late first for the most part. Yeah, I agree. If they know that it's going to be late, I would do that too. But if there's a chance it's like a mid to early, I would rather take the gamble on the first and see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a gamble. It could work out in your favor. Because I think that Kenny Pickett's probably going to improve a little bit. I would hope that he proves a little bit. And um, Deontay's definitely the wide receiver that I want on that team. So I'm, I'm hoping he's de- he's not going to score zero touchdowns again. It's not going to happen. So um, you have to imagine that he gets he gets paid dirt a few times, and that's already going to increase his value quite a bit. But the next trade that we have is a 10-team super flex from Casey Feisel. So Casey, I believe, sends Mac Jones and gets J.K. Dobbins. Hmm. <laughs> so it's a 10, it's a 10 team, and he specifies it's a four-point passing league. So that I would say that's a, a big win on the jk dobbins side um you know i i like mac jones i think that he is there's no way that he's going to be the quarterback that he was last year you know being a a pupil of a defensive coordinator as his offensive coordinator and you know he's he's not going to be stuck with patricia calling plays for him and um i think there's no way that he's going to be as bad as he was last year so i i use somebody that I don't mind buying, but I think with the four-point passing, it probably leans me to go to the Dobbins side. I don't know. How do you feel about that? Yeah, I for sure would take the Dobbins side. Um, even if Mac Jones like has a better year this year, like you're looking at a maybe a high-end QB two, um, and Dobbins has RB one, you know, top five upside in my opinion. Um, if he's healthy and back to what he was. Yeah, uh, I agree. Yeah, so this guy sent three trades. So the second one that he sent over was CJ Stroud and David or Daniel Bellinger for Chris Olave and Darren Waller. Hmm. Uh, I like the Olave and Waller side. 
Yeah. I think Olave is probably in the range of Stroud as far as value goes. Um, I think that that they pretty much cancel each other out because I think Stroud is going in the 104 range for the most part in most super flex leagues. Um, I saw him going behind Gibbs quite a lot. So I, I yeah. think I would probably take the Olave side because I think Waller over Bellinger, um, you know, he Bellinger's behind Waller currently. So Bellinger's probably only going to see value if Waller gets hurt. Um, so I, I'm going to, I'm going to take the Olave side on that one as well. Um, and then the last one is, Oh man. All right. So it is Brandon. Ayuk, a 23 second, a 24 first and a 24 second um, for JT. So Jonathan Taylor. I feel like people are really low on Jonathan Taylor because of the season he had last year, because if it was before this last season, there's just no way that trade would go through. No. Um, you would need like another, a, a couple more firsts on there, you know, right. if, if that was, if that was this time last year. Yeah. I like the JT side, even after like a down year for JT. How about you? Yeah. Yeah, I I do. I, I think Brandon Ayuk is somebody that is severely undervalued. He's somebody I was going to talk about um, a little later in the episode where I think he's the wide receiver one on that team. We talked about Debo being a back-end wide receiver two or a mid-wide receiver two. I think Ayuk has wide receiver one potential. Talent-wise and um, you know his general skills, I think, are far superior to Debo. He's, he's a true wide receiver um, as, as opposed to Debo being a hybrid kind of a, you know, a gadget guy for the most part. So I, I think I will still take JT, um, but it is closer for me than it would be. Um, You know, I think, I think JT still has a couple more years of elite value. Yeah. I, I think it's probably either either way. I think I could probably be – I could consider the IU side um, if I, I don't think I'm – if I'm kind of punting and I'm looking for the less less points on the season. I don't I don't mind it, but I'll, I'll probably – in a compete team, I'm definitely taking JT all day. Um, but, yeah, Casey, thank you for sending all three of those. The next trade is from a guy in the Discord. So it's Jason Aguirre. Sorry if I butchered your name. I apologize. Aguirre. I want to say it's Aguirre. Um, but, but Jason gets Jalen Waddle, Chris Olave, and he sends Barkley, Dotson, and Burks. What do you think? Oh. I like the Barkley side, but I'm a big Burks guy. Um, and Dotson is a he's a, a really good up and coming wide receiver as well. Barkley like is interesting because it sounds like he might be doing a Le'Veon Bell holdout, which I'm pretty sure Le'Veon was the same age as Barkley is right now when he did that, and it did not work out well for him. So no, definitely <laughs> different guys though, but he similar. Similar injuries previous to the holdout too, um, so there there is kind of a, an eerily similar 
um, situation there. I don't think that Barkley Barkley has to play six games. I don't know if he's going to – I can't see him doing it. I don't think Barkley's DNA is, is built like that. He's a competitor. Um, I think he wants to be on the field, but I, I get why he's doing it because the running back landscape is awful when it comes to contracts. And um, I do respect him for at least taking a stand there. Um, I don't know if it's going to result in anything, but I think it's, it is awful what they do to running backs after their first um, their first contract. Um, but I, I agree. I love Burks. I like Dotson too. Um, I like that whole offense that Washington has. I think that whole offense is a buy because these guys produce with um, who do they have? Ty, Ty, or Heineke throwing to them last year. Um, you know, Burks and and Terry are two guys that I, I love buying right now. Um, but Olave and Waddle are in that second tier for me. Um, it's tough, man. I think it's it's a fair trade for the most part, but I think the value is probably on the Barkley side because those wide receivers can really only go up in value from here. So I think Dotson and Burks, um, if they produce, they're going to be pretty pretty high up the value chart from where they are right now. Um, so for sure, it, it's you know it is Waddle. I, I'm not going to fault anybody for whatever side they take on this trade because I think it's a win-win for, for anybody's build. Um, yeah, I, it's. I think I, it's a really even trade. I was – Burks was my wide receiver one last year, um, so that's why I like the Barkley side just because Burks is one of my guys. Um, but, yeah, like you said, I wouldn't fault anyone for either side of this. It's a – it's an even trade straight up. Yeah, see, Burks is one of my guys too. He's someone that I was I was really in on last year. I had him as my wide receiver too of the class. And um Tennessee just used him like what were they doing, man? I, I don't understand his usage at all. They they traded AJB, they drafted Burks, and they tried to make Burks AJB. You know, like he didn't get any carries. He wasn't getting the little dump offs and the his bread and butter that he pretty much made all his money on in college. You know, he's a yak monster. He's someone that is like a, a bigger Debo, you know, it, and he wasn't getting that usage at all. They were having him line up on the outside a lot. And I think he was just generally uncomfortable last year. So they, they have to use him properly. Um, and I don't, I want to see that. I hope that they're smart enough to do that. Um, I don't know if they have the offense to do that though. So it's, it's tough that I love some, I love this guy so much, but I don't know if he's ever going to get the usage that he, he needs to be a fantasy asset. For sure. And then I think they have a new offensive coordinator this year, don't they? Let me see. I want to say yes, but. Yeah, it looks like he was the passing game coordinator last year for the Titans, though. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's. I I think if they kind of fade out Henry a little bit and they mix in um, some different plays there, you know. But I don't think Burks has the usage that he needs if Henry's going to, you know, run the rock twenty twenty five times a game. 
Um, so unless they kind of tone that down a little bit, but their offense is so you just know what's coming, you know, it's, and, and until people can stop it, they're not going to stop doing that. You know, they're not going to stop running Henry down the middle for seven yards, eight yards, every play. Um, it's just not going to happen, but I want to, I want to say that if Tannehill has a bounce back here, Burks is definitely a good buy, but he's, he's risky for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the next trade that we're going to go over is from Gump, 7285. And it looks like Gump sent away Roshan and a 24 first and received Higgins. Um, that is very easily Higgins for me. So I don't know. I don't know how you feel, but I, I do like Roshan. Um, but if Khalil Herbert is going to be the, the running back one of that team, um, I, Roshan might not have that value that we expect him to have um, coming out the gate. I think that's that's an easy Higgins for me. Um, I'm not I'm not insanely high on Higgins, but he definitely is um, borderline top twelve for me in dynasty. So, yeah, I gotta go. I gotta go Higgins there. What about you? Yeah, I like the Higgins too. He was uh, wide receiver eleven, I believe, in fantasy points per game last year. Um, so, I mean, Higgins. You have wide receiver one, high and wide receiver two upside with him. Roshan, I liked his tape a lot, but we it could be like a three-headed monster for Chicago um, in that RB room this year. The 24 first is enticing, but yeah, I go. I like Higgins here as well. Yeah, I like these 24 first. You know, like these are always the most valuable pieces in all these trades that we're seeing um, because they are going to only go up in value. And it's a great time to buy them because I think they're they're definitely I think a lot of people aren't as close to Debbie or as close to college football as maybe some of us. And, and they're not too familiar with the class coming. Um, so it's it's not a bad time to grab these first. But I'm always wary of trading away studs for unproven assets because that that is tough, even if you're in a rebuild. Um, the wide receivers hold the value, you know, I, I don't mind selling like the JTs or the Barclays. It, that's, that's okay because their window is going to close um, a lot sooner than tight than a, a Higgins or an Olave or even Burks for that matter. Cause they're, they're going to hold the value for the next um, 10 years barring injury and, and JT and, and Barkley are, are going to be there for maybe two, maybe. That's that's kind of up in the air. So there's, it's it's tough. But if you can go get some first right now without trading away, you know these elite wide receivers, I definitely suggest you go do it. Here's another one. So somebody has um, rookie fever in this league, but so this is the same guy that Gump Gump sends away Mingo and Rice and receives Debo Samuel. Um, I don't know. I guess it depends on what you think the Kansas city offense is going to do this year and who's going to be the the person to lead that, that team. Because I, I think the perception reception of Tony just dropped yesterday and it's awful. It is so bad. <laughs> I don't know. Did you see that? It's easy. Yeah. It is it so real bad. bad, man. I mean, I know that he's been un, unhealthy most of his career, but um 
he's not somebody that I'm I'm going to bank on being the wide receiver one of that team. Um, I think it's wide open for for anybody to kind of take that that role. What do you think of that trade? Because I, I like we said, we're both out on Debo for the most part on his his current value at least. Right. Yeah. I mean, Mingo could end up being the wide receiver one there. And then Rasheed Rice is an intriguing prospect. He had 36, 15 plus yards last season. And we know that Mahomes has an absolute cannon on him. Um, so I really like the pairing of Rasheed Rice with Mahomes. So I like the package here. Give me the rookies. Yeah, it's it's tough to value these guys right now. But as it stands, projection-wise, these, these two rookies probably are going to be close to the top of the ring fours of their team right now. You know, Mingo is – I mean, who's Mingo kind of battling against right now? Is it um, – Who's on that team? DJ Shark and and like thirty three year old Adam Thielen. Yeah, I mean Thielen is a good good value. I think that's pretty much their whole wide receiver room though. Is Mingo, Thielen, Shark. Um, yeah, I'll probably take Mingo there. I think he's definitely a lot higher than I would take him. You know, I see him going rookie drafts like two hundred one to one twelve area, and that's a little too rich for me. But um, it's a good. Reroll on Debo. Considering Debo, I think his ceiling is wide receiver too, especially with IU kind of, you know, blossoming into the to wide receiver one on that team. Um, Debo is a little overvalued for my taste right now, so I don't I don't mind that package either. Yeah, I think it was Dave Klug who said on Twitter that. The Debo Samuel role is now the Christian McCaffrey role. So unless something happens to Christian McCaffrey, Debo is basically just a wide receiver. Um, so yeah, I yeah, and he—I mean, he's not a bad wide receiver, but you know, if you blend in together the fact that he's not going to get any rushing opportunity, and also he does have a little bit of an injury history, you know, he he gets banged up and he doesn't play through it. Um, he plays a little reckless for the most part. So he's a tough sell for me in that offense. Um, you know, we talked about Christian McCaffrey. We talked about Iuke. Um, Kittle is always going to get his too. So it's, it's tough. I don't, I don't see him consistently putting up the numbers that you need for his like fifth round ADP right now. You know, I think he's going in a, in a range that I'm, I'm not in on for the most part. Um, but we have one more from Gump, which feels a lot closer for me. So it, he's receiving Amon Ra, St. Brown, and Trey McBride, and he traded away Kyle Pitts. So, yeah. What do you think uh, about that one? Yeah, I like the Pitts side. Uh, you know, mate, call me a homer because I'm a Falcons fan. But... Oh, my goodness. Really? So Amon Ra, St. Brown, and – Trey McBride, I okay. Go ahead, go ahead with the picks. I just I'm not very high on McBride. Um, he averaged 2.6 fantasy points per game last year, um, and I mean I don't know how much time Kyler's going to miss because he's on the Cardinals still, right? Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah. So he's going to be the one. Um, I believe Zach Ertz is not going to start the season. Um, I don't see Zach Ertz even being on that team. You know, I, I don't know what his contract breakdown is, but I I don't know. They're probably going to just throw him on the pup if I had to guess. So I think Trey McBride is probably going to be the starting tight end for that team. Um, but like you said, I don't know what he's going to be without Kyler. Um, can Colt McCoy really, is he going to be the guy? Is Toon going to be the guy? I don't know where they're going to go with that. Um, but I, I don't see any reason why they would rush Kyler back with this roster. It's not a compete team and they're not going to go anywhere. Um, there's no reason to bring him back and, and try to, you know, go for it with Kyler and, and Hollywood Brown um, with that, that team right now is not going to go anywhere. So why would they bring Kyler back? You know, um, I can't, I can't see it happening. For sure. But here's a fun question for you. If the Cardinals are drafting first overall next year, do they take Caleb Williams and trade Kyler? I think you have to take Caleb. Um, I think they value Kyler, but I don't think he's who they thought he was going to be career-wise at this point. You know, I think they they had drafted Kyler thinking he was going to be a, you know, a franchise-altering quarterback. And, and he has been elite, I think, as a whole – He's he's been good, but he hasn't really won a lot of games when they needed him to. You know, he's never really like taken over a game. Um, as a whole, I think he's been a little bit of a disappointment, and they won't admit that. But I think if they have the chance to get Caleb, they're going to take Caleb, and I believe that Kyler will be on a different team next year. Um, I I just. I can't see it. I think there's already some bad blood there. And I'm just kind of spitballing this at this point. But, um, you know, Hopkins wanted out of there. Um, the team feels like it's a mess right now, you know. And I don't know if they want to just hit the restart button there. You know, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't blame them for that. If, if they're going to kind of throw away this year, they're going to hit the restart button for sure. Um, so I think, I think a fresh start for Kyler would actually be beneficial for him, you know, getting out of there and, um, having a new team, but who knows I, this trade, I think I would probably take, I would probably take the Amon Ross and Brown side. I don't know. I, I love Pitts. I think he's a unicorn, but man, your Falcons, they have. Bijan, London, and Pitts. And they have Ritter throwing them the ball. So I'm glad we got into this a little bit. Do you think that Ritter is going to provide the volume for all three of these guys to be a wide receiver one, a tight end one, and a running back one? Yeah. Um, his pass attempts per game, I think they went up like five more attempts per game. Um, from when Mariota was started to when Ritter took over. Um, and I, I think he's going to be right around like 30 passing attempts per game. Um, so for like London to be wide receiver one, 
I think that and Pitts to be a tight end one. I think Pitts is going to have to catch like nine or ten touchdowns. Um, and I don't know, Ritter. I liked his tape coming out, but I wasn't super high on him just because of how inconsistent he was. He would throw a, a like forty yard dime, and next play he'd miss a ten yard slant high. Um, so it'll be really interesting to see if he can be more consistent this year. Um, it's it's really intriguing. Like the Falcons' defense looks good on paper, the offense looks good on paper, but the wild card is Ritter. So if Ritter can be consistent, I think the offense can be humming. Like a lot of people are down on Arthur Smith, but the Falcons were 15th in points per game last year, and they were first overall in rushing with a, uh, well, I think Algier was like a fourth or fifth round pick. Um, so Arthur Smith is better than the haters think he is. <laughs> yeah, I wish we could insert an Arthur Smith gif right now for you. <laughs> If you go on Twitter, that's Nick's go-to for the most part. Um, it really is. Yeah. So we'll probably do a couple more here. Um, so we have the FF Dynasty DGen. So a fitting name. He sends Madison and Tajay Spears for his own 24 first back. And I believe... That is super flex. Yeah, so I believe 12-team super flex league. Yeah, that's the first rounder for me. Um, I actually saw a Madison trade in one of my leagues for – it involved a first rounder as well. It was Madison for Cole Komet, 24 first and 24 second. And I think that – Madison is okay as a running back. Like I would not be trading away a 24 first for him. So no, I wouldn't either. I actually um I I do have a crew of people that usually send me trades. Um, you know, my my high school buddies and guys that know I'm I'm kind of locked in on fantasy football um from my hometown. And today my buddy sent Madison for a 24 first and a 24 second. So Madison is a massive sell right now. And and Madison is not Dalvin Cook. And I think the community thinks that Madison is going to be Dalvin Cook. Um, he will get the volume. He'll probably get a 15 carry game here and there. But the Vikings are not a run first offense anymore. They haven't been a run first offense for the last couple of years. You know, ever since JJ entered, they are throwing the ball and they're throwing the ball a lot. You know, and then you insert Addison to this team and I don't know how many runs they're going to have. He's probably going to get, like I said, you know, 12 carries a game. I think that's probably where he's going to live in his, that's his, and I think Madison needs a lot more than that to produce fantasy wise. I think Madison needs to be like a 20 carry kind of guy because he needs volume. He's not a super efficient runner. He's not fast. Um, I, I, I don't know. Cause I think when he filled in, um, he filled in, on a different offense than we have now because they didn't they, you know yeah they have hawk they have addison and they have jj why wouldn't you throw the ball a bunch you know you have three very very good weapons um and i think addison is profiled as um one of my breakouts well one of my big time rookie players i think he's going to be the olave of this class um rookie season wise where i think he's going to get a lot of volume and he's, he's going to 
he's probably going to be a, a high end wide receiver too this year. Um, so man, Madison is a big time sell. I, I, I don't even know if he's going to be the, the starter, you know, over Dwayne McBride and Ty Chandler. I mean, he will, but I, I they're going to probably mix him in a lot. So I don't know. I don't know if he's going to even be like considered the starter. I think he'll probably be like in a joint committee for the most part. Right. Yeah, exactly. And then if you look at the Vikings defense, they lost uh, Eric Kendricks. They lost Patrick Peterson. I feel like they lost another like big name guy and they might have end up trading Daniela Hunter. So it's like that defense is going to be rough this year. So they're going to yeah. have to throw the ball a lot. They're going to throw a lot and they're going to give up a lot of points. You know, they've been giving up a lot. They were giving up a lot of points last year with those guys. So I don't know. Um, yeah, it's bad roster construction. You know, I think they keep adding to the offense and they keep taking away from the defense. And, and I don't know when that's ever resulted in, in great um, success. But I don't know. Maybe they can score, you know, 40 points a game. And and Madison falls into the end zone a couple times, but I think he'll have some big games. But I don't, I don't think he's overall he's going to be what people expect him to be. Because right now people are valuing him as a wide or a running back one. They're thinking he's a a rock solid RB one. Yeah, and I did not realize the Vikings defense was as bad as it was last year. They were they allowed twenty five point four points per game, and that was <laughs> that rank. Let's see, thirtieth in the league last year. Yeah, so, so they're probably going to be like thirty second this year. <laughs> like they're going to be pretty bad because um, they didn't yeah. they didn't really improve much there, and they've taken away from 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 key positions. Um, so yeah, go sell, go sell Madison. I guess everyone's selling Madison right now. So maybe hold him um, for a little while until the market kind of levels off a little bit. But I, I'm seeing some crazy packages for Madison. So any 24 first, I'd probably take for him. Absolutely. You know, I, I saw him traded for Pollard on Twitter. I saw um, him traded. So it was Madison in the 24 second for Hawkinson in a tight end premium league. Um, I saw him traded for um, Goddard straight up in a tight end premium league. So I'm seeing him going for startup fourth rounders, fifth rounders. Um, that's crazy because he, yeah. he's probably a, a, a 13th, 14th rounder this year. At, at best. So that's that's crazy value that you're getting right now for a guy that, that is probably going to be a back-end wide or a running back too. It, at best, I think. For sure, yeah. But here is, I think, the last one that we're going to do. So DJ Marty XTV sends – Oh, this is an ugly one. This is this is one with Madison. So this is a IDP league. I'm not insanely tuned into IDP leagues, but I I do have one, so I, I don't I know these guys. So we have Baker Mayfield, Damian Harris, and Alexander Madison for Kenneth Walker and Chris Jones. 
Um, yeah, that that's an easy um, Chris Jones side. So Kenneth Walker, Chris Jones. Um, although Chris Jones is holding out right now, I believe he is waiting to get paid and he is not at minicamp right now. So I have no idea. Usually those things get resolved, but that's kind of alarming a little bit. Um, I'm wondering if I could find some news on him. Yeah, so Chris Jones is holding out. Um, he is somebody that had a great year last year. Um, and he's only 28 years old. I think he's, yeah. And then Kenneth Walker on top. I probably wouldn't. I probably wouldn't trade Kenneth Walker for all three of those pieces together. So Damian Harris, Harris, Alexander Madison, and um, Baker Mayfield for Kenneth Walker and Chris Jones. So Chris Jones is not a bum. He is definitely like a, you know, I want to say he's like a top five DB right now. So that, like I said, I don't know if I would trade Kenneth Walker for that whole package. But that is a testament to where Madison is right now, I think. Yeah, I mean, Baker Mayfield, you're probably going to get one more season out of him. Um, the Bucks will probably be in that May-Williams uh, territory next year. Um, and then uh, Damian Harris, I, I'm a James Cook guy, so I don't like Damian Harris that much this year. And then, oh, man, that's, that is a really interesting trade. But yeah, I, I like the Kenneth Walker side too. I guess it really depends on how you value Damian Harris, because Baker Mayfield just feels like a throw-in in that trade. Yeah, that that whole situation is very messy. That's also a uh, possible Caleb landing spot there, um, because I think that team is going to be a mess, and I don't know who's throwing the ball. Is it Kyle Trask? Is it Baker Mayfield? Um, I don't know, man. I, I, either way. Yeah, although Baker had that one game last year with the Rams that he just like it was prime time and he was a monster, dude. He was just like prime Brady, like all of a sudden just like throwing for like 300 yards and like side field gra- sideline grabs and you know bombing it to the end zone and he, oh man, he, that was just like such an electric moment. That was like a Super Bowl. That was like the best game <laughs> that Baker Mayfield ever had. You know, like that was insane. Um, yeah, that was wild. <laughs> that was that was definitely one of my favorite points of the season last year. Baker Mayfield like coming off the bus and just like having, you know, a Tom Brady type of primetime um, moment there. But yeah, I think all in all, even after that that awesome game that he had, he's a, he's a jag. He's a bum. He is not somebody that I'm gonna name a franchise starting quarterback. Um, I think he's a great backup in the NFL. I think maybe he could jump in if somebody gets injured, but I think you're in good hands if you're if you're relying on Kyle Trash and, and Baker Mayfield to lead your QB room. Um, yeah. You know, that's that's kind of alarming, but we'll see. There is we talked about Debbie last week and we talked about our our top QBs and QB three is definitely up in the air as far as Debbie goes, but you know, you're gonna get two solid QBs minimum next year. I think there's probably going to more likely be four solid QBs next year. 
So I think a lot of teams, I mean, it just felt like there was a lot of QBs coming this year that there's no way that teams are going to need quarterbacks for next year. Um, but we've already mentioned, you know, maybe the Cardinals, definitely the Bucks. I think they really didn't expect Brady to, to blindside them like that. But I don't know, not to have a backup plan with a 46-year-old quarterback is pretty silly. For um, real. But whatever. I'm still buying Godwin everywhere. I think we were going to segue into our favorite trade targets and Godwin's somebody that I think is, is QB safe. Somebody that I think could produce with Trask, Baker Mayfield, John, was it Wolford that they yeah. have over there? Yeah. I think he's safe because he is a little, a PPR monster. Um, so he's one of my, one of my favorite targets. Um, you want to drop one of your favorite targets and then we'll kind of run through it. I didn't even give you an introduction either. I'm so I didn't even like, I didn't even introduce you. I just went right into it because I was so excited to get the trade targets that and just <laughs> open into it. Um, but you're going to be on the pod a bunch of times. So I feel like it is what it is. You're, you're more so floating for JC right now. So uh, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Who's, who's um, somebody that you want to end the pod with that you, that you really think is a, a steal. So I know we went to trade target steals, but who's who's a guy that you you think that you could get for a lot less than the that their value? Like as far as you know, if you're going to trade for a player, who's not valued where they should be? Yeah, I'm going to give you two. The first one is, we talked about him briefly, Desmond Ritter, just because he's so cheap right now. And the upside is, I think it could be really high. If he can put it all together, that is. Um, like, accuracy, it could be an issue. But if he cleans up the footwork, I think he could be really good, especially in an Arthur Smith offense. Um, but a guy I love right now, and I've traded for him uh, in – at least one league. I can't remember if I did it or in two or just one. But Javante Williams, um, especially in a Sean Payton offense, he could get off to a slow start like Dobbins did. Um, but recovery-wise, he is um, recovering a little faster than Dobbins did last year. And this time last year, he was like a top five dynasty running back for a lot of people. Yep. Um, and now, like – People, I don't even know if they still have them in their like their top twelve. Um, so he's a guy that I'm targeting everywhere that I can, um, just because of the upside, the talent that he is. Um, he's a tackle breaking machine. He can catch the ball. He's a good rusher, um, and we know Sean Payton likes to target his running backs. So if he gets back to what he was, I think he can be very, very good. Yeah, I agree. So you being a um, Atlanta guy, and then also in on Javante, a deal that I made about a maybe a week ago, two weeks ago. Um, so I sent Javante and a twenty-five first for Pitts. Who, where are you going to go on that side? Like, which which side are you going for? Ooh, I like that. I like that for both sides. I would. I like Pitts just because. Um, Looking at Pitt's upside, uh, like I think Pitts could just crush it this year. Like if if Mariota could hit the broad side of a barn, Pitts would have had like eight or nine hundred yards and another like three or four touchdowns last year. And he had the knee injury um, as well, so he missed. I think it was like five games. 
Um, so if, yeah, I like Pitts there. You got Pitts in that one? I got Pitts, yeah. So I, I, I'm i pretty stacked at um, running back. I had Rom, um, Kenneth Walker, and Dobbins in that league. And then I was starting, um, I think, Dolch at the time. So it just made sense. And I don't know. It, it, I think I'm competing. So that 25 first feels late, but anything can happen in two years' time. But we'll see. For sure. Um, but to close out, since I didn't give you an intro, um, I'm hoping that you can just dive into what you're doing with the Dynasty DGENs podcast, exactly what you're doing behind the scenes, what you have going on on YouTube. Um, I know you're working like crazy. You're getting everything kind of going social media. Um, you're putting in a lot of work, man. Like I said, I appreciate the hell out of you. Um, I'm, I'm loving what you're doing. And um, I just want you to kind of go into depth about exactly what it is that you have going on yeah thanks man um really i'm just trying to build the brand right now um if you aren't subscribed on youtube you should definitely do that uh because we have i think like 35 cut-ups now of prospects um and i'm just gonna keep cranking them out and uh if you haven't watched a cut-up before it's anywhere from two to eight minute clip of every play of the player from uh, full game. Um, and on social, um, we're really just trying to push our content and get our name out there. And I'm excited to continue to do that because we have a really awesome team that's uh, doing a lot of great content. You guys are doing awesome on this podcast. So I'm just really stoked to be a part of the team, man. Yeah, we're really stoked to have you. And I'm really stoked that you jumped on tonight. Um, filled in Admiral B for, for JC. And, um, you know, I think that uh, it's probably going to be a, a regular guest over here. I'm hoping. But um, the next week, we do have Brandon Lejeune on. So he's somebody that I love tape-wise. He's going to break down a lot of Debbie tape and, and upcoming prospect tape. And I'm really just curious to see his process because um, before I started watching tape, he's someone that I watched. You know, I watched his tape breakdown and, and really studied how he broke down everything um, because, you know, he does it in a great way. And He's going to be a fun guest to have on next week. Um, but as always, I appreciate you guys joining and um, we'll see you next week.